this is Gordy Veneri, Well Well Vintners, uh, take one. And welcome to Happy Hour Radio. This is your host, Christopher Chan, uh, in Walla Walla Valley, here for our In the Vineyard series. And it's my pleasure to speak with Mr. Gordy Veneri of Walla Walla Vintners, who is co-founder and co-owner of the uh, iconic Red Barn uh, house building here in Walla Walla Valley in Old Mill Creek Lane. Um, Gordy, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you very much, Chris. Glad to be here. So I understand that uh, Walla Walla Vintners was uh, founded in 1995 and you were the eighth bonded winery here in the valley, correct? That's correct. Um, and you were making wine uh, in your basement or a home winemaker prior to that? Yeah, before we uh, got our bond in 1995, we were home winemakers. And I think our first year that Miles Anderson and I, my partner, uh, started making homemade wine was in 1982. And we made it at his house. He had a uh, an old barn that we used for some of the uh, production. And then when the wine was put to barrel, we would store it in his in the barrel of his house on Home Street in Walla Walla. I like that you stayed with the barn motif here from 82 to 95. That, that is kind of ironic. Yeah, that's... Uh, in fact, our we had a homemade label that we did that was black and white and the funny thing is it did have the barn it did have a the picture of his barn on there in black and white you could have been preempted charles smith in the house wine with the black and white label and the, and the barn we wine. we missed the we missed the boat on that you know what i mean we just missed the boat on that and um you are a uh First generation uh, Walla Walla or Eastern Washington settler, you have a lot of roots here. Well, we do have roots here, but uh, I'm a second generation. My grandfather came over from southern Italy, uh, specifically Calabria, the province of Calabria, in about 1906. And my dad was born here and went to school here. And then uh, I was born here uh, after that, of course. But uh, When you so say here, that's Walla Walla? That's Walla Walla, yes. I'm a, I tell people I'm a native trout. I was uh, born and raised in Walla Walla. <laughs> I went away to college and lived uh, outside of Walla Walla for a little while and then ended up back here to regroup and got the winemaking bug in 1982. I was 28 years old, I think, when I uh, came back and got the winemaking bug. But you had some winemaking history in the family. I would think Italians are all bringing over vines and pressing some grapes at some point in their their life. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, of course, my grandfather was one of the typical Italians that... Um, when he moved to Walla Walla, I tell this story, this is my version of it. When they moved to Walla Walla, the Southern Italian, there were Southern Italians here and there were Northern Italians. And I think they all brought grapes with them or tried to bring their certain variety of grapes with them. And uh, they tried to plant them and they didn't do very well here. Now, my own guess is that uh, that the southern Italian grapes didn't weren't very suited for Walla Walla, and the northern Italian grapes, you know, like Nebbiola, those types of grapes, they weren't very suited for Walla Walla at the time. So what they did is they wanted to make wine, of course, so they knew about Zinfandel. Every year in the fall, they would order a, a train load of Zinfandel, a boxcar from California, and it would be trained up here, and then they all split it. They doled it out and split it. So every year... They made, for home wine use, they made, uh, they made Zinfandel. And uh, most families made a couple barrels, and that was the wine that they drank uh, during, the, during the year until the, the following season. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, that's what got me, knowing that is what got me interested in making homemade wine. I actually, in 1981, I made a trip to Italy to see where my grandfather was from. 
and kind of find out a little bit about my Italian roots on that side of the family. And I met all my, my grandfather has family that's still over there. His brother stayed over there. So we have cousins over there and all my cousins that are my age that I now coincidentally Facebook with, they're still making their own homemade wine over there and doing just like Miles and I did where they make their own their own wine for home home wine use every year. So that's what got me into the hobby is that trip to Italy in 1981. Did every of uh, those home, home winemaking vintages turn out or did you have some vinegar every now and then? Oh yeah, we had some mistakes of course. Uh, one of the funniest stories was when the first year when we, uh, first wine we made in the very first year we found a grower here locally that had a little bit of Cabernet Sauvignon and we bought a small amount and made some carboys in those days, maybe 30 or 40 gallons. And the carboy is a five gallon yeah. jug for those of you who are listening out there in Happy Hour Radio. Yeah, yeah, five gallons. And so we made about six or six or so carboys, uh, about 30 gallons of this Cabernet, and we thought it was wonderful. But, uh, and it was wonderful. I mean, I have to say, I thought it was very tasty coming out of the gate, but. All we knew, we didn't do anything after that. After we made it, there were things that we were supposed to do to preserve it and keep it keep it uh, viable, and we didn't do it. So soon after that, it started turning to vinegar. Yeah, I right got there. Huh? Yeah, we because there was basically there was some, uh, you know, we didn't use any sulfites or anything like that in those days, and we didn't understand all the things you're supposed to do to have a viable wine. And so we made a lot of mistakes. Miles always jokes, my partner Miles always jokes about how we, we took some of those vintages, those earlier vintages to the, the Walla Walla Valley uh, uh, landfill. We are in the vineyard here in Walla Walla Valley, and I am speaking with uh, Gordy Veneri, co-founder and owner of Walla Walla Vintners. Um, if you'd like to check out their website, uh, visit wallwallavintners.com and um, you'll see the iconic red barn, which is just below us here at the Chan Family Vineyard. And um, so your first bond was 95. What were the first types of wine you made then? Okay, the first, the first wines we made, um, and you have to realize that even though we were in Walla Walla, there wasn't a lot of vineyards back then uh, in Walla Walla. There was vineyards in the Columbia Valley, but there wasn't very many Walla Walla vineyards. And we wanted to make Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. That was what everybody wanted to make back then in 95. And we had a hard time sourcing grapes. So the first wines we made were, we did get a little bit of Cabernet Sauvignon, a little bit of Merlot, but we were offered an inordinate amount of Cabernet Franc. Like probably half of our production the first year was Cabernet Franc, mainly because that's all that was available. Interesting. That was probably so, one of the first real Cabernet Franc bottlings then back then. Well, it was. There wasn't very many wineries that were sort of featuring Cabernet Franc. You're right. Uh, some people like Patrick Paul Winery had been make, playing around with Cabernet Franc. And I, and I always try to give credit to David Lake. I thought David Lake was a guy who kind of recognized Cabernet Franc would grow well in Washington State. And he did a lot, I think, to sort of encourage people to do Cabernet Franc. But I think we were one of the first small wineries, other than you know, Columbia or Associated Vinners, that actually had a large amount of Cabernet 
Franc in their portfolio. Like I think half our portfolio was Cabernet Franc. The Interesting. Year. And uh, for our listeners out there, David Lake was a master of wine who came here uh, to Washington State and worked as the wine winemaker for Columbia Winery back then. And um, so this piece of property here uh, on Old Mill Creek Lane, or what's the, the address here? Well, it's uh, the address at Wawa Vintners is two two five Vineyard Lane. Uh, we're up Mill Creek Road. We're three miles up Mill Creek Road from the airport. In Walla Walla. Yeah, nice and close. A great the picturesque uh, setting with the blue mountains behind us and the wheat fields. And of course, now lots and lots of vineyards. And speaking of vineyards, you have uh, embarked on your own estate vineyards here around the property. Tell us about that. Well, um, when we moved out here in 95 and built our, our winery, there was actually three of us then, three Walla Walla vintners. Now there's just Miles and I. But when we moved out here, um, the common... We moved out here because it was a good place to build a barn and make wine. But at the time, in 1995, the conventional wisdom was that our elevation up here might be too high to grow grapes. So originally, people thought where we are located in, in Walla Walla, east of the airport, wasn't a good area for grapes. So we were the kind of winery that bought grapes from different vineyards and different wineries, and we made blends from grapes that we purchased. Over the years... It became, through, it became apparent that maybe, well, I shouldn't say apparent, but it became a possibility that maybe vinifera wine grapes would grow really well at a little bit higher elevation and that they would have a little more time to develop an age on the vine. And that was based on really a very uh, um, a premier vineyard that's here, which is the Leonetti Upland Mill Creek Yes, uh, Leonetti, yeah, Leonetti Cellars is Upland Vineyard. They uh, took a risk, planted that vineyard in the late 90s, and, uh, or in the 90s, and it, it, it proved to be a wonderful experiment, and the wines that came from that vineyard were outstanding. So then everybody thought, okay, uh, let's try to get on the bandwagon and have some vineyards up in this elevation. The problem in the early days was water. Uh, Leonetti Cellars had a water right, so they could water their vines. The rest of us did not have a water right. And we thought in the old days we would need irrigation to grow grapes up here. Later we found out that because we're so close to the mountains and because we get more rain than the other parts of the valley, that we were able to dry land farm uh, some of the vineyards up here in Mill Creek. And that turned out to be a, a wonderful revelation for everybody. And when we say more rain, we're not speaking of Seattle rain. We're speaking of just uh, a, a few more inches of rain, right? And the uh, total rainfall here for this area is what, 12 to 18 inches? Well, yeah, 12 to 18 inches, I would say in, in Walla Walla. But the funny part of it is that would be like, let's say the average. But the interesting thing is like on the west end of town, let's say where Seven Hills is located and maybe out at Loudoun, uh, where Woodward Canyon, LaCole, or uh, where their wineries are, those areas probably get about 12 to 14 inches of rain a year, which means they would indeed need to irrigate vines out there. Where we are in the Walla Walla Valley up against the mountains, we probably get 18 to 22. And I think common wisdom on rainfall or moisture for grapes is that you need about 20 inches. So the beauty of it is is that we do get the right amount up here 
to be able to sustain grape plants without artificial uh, water or without irrigation. You got the free water rights. <laughs> we got the free water rights, yes. Excellent. So you have uh, how many acres planted on the estate now? And tell us what varieties. Okay, at Walla Walla Vintners uh, in 2008, we put in, uh, we have 11 acres of planted vines, and we have Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Petit Verdot, and then we planted a little bit of uh, Syrah, and of course, uh, because of our Italian roots, or my Italian roots, we did plant Sangiovese. So we have an acre of that. And is the Sangiovese, uh, for instance, is that a special clone? Did you go to the uh, homeland and, and steal some uh, Brunello di Montalcino or something? Well, it is the, it is, I think it is the Brunello clone, actually. It, uh, we didn't actually take it from, uh, from uh, Tuscany or anything like that, but I, I think it came up through California. It's the uh, Biondi Santi, what they had at Biondi Santi, and, uh, and then eventually uh, ended up in California, and then the clone, then uh, the cuttings were brought up to the northwest. I think Biondi Santi was one of the, was the first uh, winery in uh Brunello and Montalcino to start uh, promoting their Brunello. Right, wine. right, yeah. So, so that, it kind of is the mother clone. Yeah, that's the clone that we have, yeah. And and I, of course, you know, with uh, nursery stock and vines, you know, you have to do everything uh, uh, scientifically as far as making sure that it's certified and there's no diseases and plant diseases and stuff. So so it's, you can't just cut them in Italy and put them in your suitcase and, and bring them back to Walla Walla and <laughs> propagate them. They have to go through the proper channels. You might have Department some. Of Ag, Department of Agriculture. Some bad Italian bug <laughs> yeah. coming over here. And so are these uh, roots uh, or vines on their own rootstock? They are. They are in their own rootstock. And that's rare typically for most of the world, correct? It is. It is. Uh, most of the world uh, for vinifera have grafted onto the American rootstock because for, the, for phylloxera to, as a yeah. prevention. And phylloxera that. is a term, is uh, the name of a root louse, which will eat the uh, Vitis vinifera grape roots and hurt the vine and basically kill it. So um, the American rootstock is resistant to that, and that's really what saved uh, the world uh, in wine. Because when phylloxera hit Europe, um, it devastated all the vineyards in Germany and France and Italy, and uh, they started planting uh, American rootstock as a cure. We um, are going to jump into one of uh, Gordy Veneri's uh, Walla Walla Vintners wines here. Uh, when we come back uh, here on Happy Hour Radio, uh, stay tuned.